0: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. That
1: there is a possibility that a guy like Brian Callahan could get interviews somewhere else as a head coach. I think the Cincinnati Bengals have their OC in-house. I think that they would promote Dan Pitcher and you, I don't know how much they would skip a beat and that's nothing against Brian Callahan, but I do think Dan Pitcher is a huge part of this offense too. And just what you're able to see out of the quarterback room right now. um, I think that's encouraging to know that he's probably in house and um, that's pretty awesome to see overall with the offense and just the quarterback room right now with a guy like Jake Browning. Any other thoughts on Jake Browning before we move on? No. (laughs) All right. Offense line. I want to get into the offensive line right now. We have talked about it when it comes to guys like Cordell Wilson or Landa Brown Jr., Alex Kappa, who feels like he's kind of battling an injury a little bit. He went limited today with an ankle injury, and that was something that he he kind of went to the sideline a little bit for in the game on Saturday. Uh, Jonah Williams out there, what are you seeing from this offensive line right now?
0: I think that the offensive line to me was fine a lot of the game. I think there were errors here and there, but in terms of getting to the right spot against that defense, great job. So that's the most difficult task they had in front of them. Uh, great rusher and Daniil Hunter. I thought Daniel Hunter won late a lot, you know, like was able to win, but they were able to stay in front long enough that it didn't affect the play. The big one being – I don't know if he won, but when Browning rolled left then rolled back and then tried to run back right, Daniel Hunter was the one that just absolutely tattooed him. I think the offensive line was pretty good, though. I I I think this might have been their worst game with Browning in terms of pass protection, but that's that's a sign of like that the offensive line was very good with Browning in pass protection before this. This was just one of those like B B minus type games, and they've been throwing A's out there. Uh, Run game not as good, but that showed up too. (laughs) They didn't run the ball particularly well, but it wasn't terrible either. It wasn't Pittsburgh bad.
1: And it felt like they weren't gonna run the ball when they were down. I mean, it just yep. really
0: games start getting away from them. They had to start throwing the ball.
1: And that's fine. But um, okay, I want to get to the defensive side of the ball next on it's always game day in Cincinnati. We're back on it's always game day in Cincinnati. Flip into the defensive side of the ball. I keep saying it. Look, we, we've talked about this guy in the past, we've talked about both of these guys in the past, and it was a little disappointing on the defensive side of the ball when you look at guys like Jermaine Pratt and logan wilson what were your takeaways from that game
0: i thought both of them played really well and helped step up i think there were plays here and there that weren't great you could think of the addison touchdown on pratt where he maybe could have made a better play on the ball you think of some of the plays in the middle of the field that maybe those guys should have closed in on faster like the third and long that they you know, gave up to Hawkinson, but overall they both made highlight plays as well. Um, My favorite being the Bengals, and we'll probably get into this a bit, but they sent what's called a saw pressure. So they sent pressure from both sides. Mike Hilton, one of those guys and the other a linebacker from the other side at the Vikings, the Vikings had a perfect answer. They threw a screen pass out wide and they had two guys blocking for, I believe the, or I think it was two guys out there, against one corner and that corner got blocked, but Wilson from the middle of the field noticed this and sprinted out so fast that he made the tackle for like one or two yards. And that was such a high level, important play. They started doing a lot of stuff when reader went down in terms of trying to like stunt and twist and move guys around so that they weren't relying on the defensive line to hold blocks as much as they were relying on them to just get a little bit of penetration and open things up for these linebackers and the linebackers made good on it. So I thought both of them played Kroger fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Staying with the defensive side of the ball guys like Trey Hendrickson, you Sam Hubbard. I still feel like Trey Hendrickson's going to get 20 sacks on the air. There's three games to go. He's at 15 and a half right now. Really mm. feels like a possibility. We'll see what that looks like over the next three uh, miles Murphy. We'll start with him. Uh, we've, I, I feel like we are miles Murphy fans on the show. Um, we have been. I feel like we're day one.
0: I was probably number one, yeah. yeah. You were
1: probably number one, and I jumped on board.
0: <laughs> real, um, real quick. It was great.
1: Miles Murphy, man, I, this is why you you don't call people a bust after a few games. He's still oh, not man. getting a lot of snaps out there. It's still very low-percentage snaps that Miles Murphy's on the field. I love that he's out there more. But a lot of people are giving up. Oh, my goodness, I don't like the pick. I think a lot of people forget that a lot of those mock drafts had this guy at 10, top 15. Yeah, in the, I think top
0: fifteen, like consensus, like everybody was mocking him in the, around the top fifteen, and that's why I, I still remember when we came off for the post game show, you were talking about how like people were saying it was a reach. I was like a reach. You didn't hear about this guy's name because he was picked most of the time in those mock drafts, yeah. not because that you didn't hear his name because he's a third rounder.
1: I don't think people, if you would have asked them on draft night, because I, and even outside of the Michael Mayer stuff or or other, you know, possibility of players, if you would have asked them, all right tell me tell me a little bit about Miles Murphy. They just wouldn't know, and that's totally fine. i I, I think we it's it's the hot names. It's the mock drafts you see going into NFL Draft Night. and when they picked him, I think a lot of people were like, oh, okay, if, we'll see what this if, looks like?
0: If they were fans of my writing and they followed if, every word as right. much as I did, now I will say I didn't predict him, but when I did my predictive mock, he was the first name on the honorable mentions. The only reason I didn't put him as the pick was because mm-hmm. I assumed he would be gone.
1: And they never oh. do that. They never draft a a, a D-line or anybody on the defense. Oh, like I thought do- it, I
0: thought it might have happened. I remember writing an article that was like uh you know, here's based off of all their history, here's the, here are the the edge guys that wouldn't be outliers. Yeah. And Miles Murphy stuck out like a sore thumb in terms of really? everything they like. And then the things he wasn't great at, it was kind of things they kind of hand waved. They're like, yeah, you know, we don't care too much about that. So it stuck out. I just thought, no, hey, he's probably not going to be there. So it's funny. I went Forbes, and then Forbes goes like 14, and then Murphy that- ends up falling there. Yeah, he's that too. Right he, he, he was starting, and he got... He got sent to the bench. It's early wrong. though. Yeah, yeah, you know, we all throw it. You're right. You're right. you right. I'm not, I'm
1: not, you know what? He might oh, be. Oh, but to could him. you
0: imagine if the Bengals took him and that happened? <laughs> like,
1: I mean, he's, but I think a lot of people forget. What's encouraging about Miles Murphy is he's really young.
0: He's a still, really young right? rookie. I think he's still 21 years old. Yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, so many people talked about, like, oh, you take your development guys later. You take older development guys later. Like, that's why Yoshifaz got taken later. He's Cordell a development Bolson. guy, 24 years old, Cordell Volson. He was, like, 23 years old when they got drafted. Might he's 21. The reason he's not, like, a, a savant with his ability to use his hands and moves in the pass rush is because he's so young. If you look at a lot of guys when they were 21, when they were 20 in college, but at 21 as well, they're not – elite at hand usage at at having a go-to move when it comes to pass rushing at being able to execute that stuff they're mostly athletes out there like will mcdonald i think was what everybody looked at in terms of like Mm. oh that guy's got some moves that guy was 24 (laughs) so you know it's it's just something that's funny when you watch so many prospects and then you pick up the idea of like uh everybody thinks like oh this guy's got a pass rush plan go look at his age just go just go peek over (laughs) like how old's that guy Oh, he's got a pass rush play because he's been doing this for three extra years.
1: You know what? I'm going to flip to another player on the team right now. But Miles Murphy, we love what we're seeing. He was seeing.
0: awesome. Yeah he, yeah, he got a sack on Christian Derrisaw. What more can you ask for a top five-ish left tackle? And he got another pressure against him um, and also made some good run plays. I mean, I we didn't talk so much about that. We kind of talked about Miles Murphy in general. But in terms of how he played this game, fantastic. I think it was his best game.